Hi. Welcome to Tour Junkies. My name is Pat. Just kidding. Okay. All right. So it's just me tonight, as you have seen. Um, that was my uh, impression of. Have you ever seen Wayne's World when uh, Garth gets left behind because Wayne has to leave? And, you know, Wayne is really the host of the show, and Garth is just kind of there. Um, and he gets stuck, and so he doesn't know what to do, and so he just sits there and kind of stares at the camera. So that was me there for a second. Because if you haven't noticed, for one, if you're watching me or uh, if you're listening, uh, for one, I'm starting the show off, which usually DB does. And two, uh, obviously you're noticing that um, there is no DB. There's no DB for the show tonight, and uh, I'll tell you why. Uh, we'll start with that. Um, DB has an illness, and the illness is one that has been surrounding us for the last uh, over a year, and that is the Rona. So DB has uh, – the, the Rona has caught up to DB, and he said I could I could mention that. Um, you know, I don't know if there's any laws against me telling other people's medical business, but – um, hell, I mean, on the Fantasy Golf Sommelier, I tell people uh, how many Advil they should take for a hangover. So, uh, but anyway, DB is not with us today, tonight, and so it's just me. Now, I don't know how this is going to go. I have no clue. It could be terrible. It could be decent. It's probably not going to be good. Uh, but you know what? We're going to do all the things we normally do. We're going to talk about the course. We're going to talk about uh, some some DFS picks. One thing we're going to do is we're not going to do a separate show tonight for the betting picks. We're just going to do uh, we're going to do it all together, all in one. I'm running the ship. I am the captain. Um, but DB's feeling good. I'll say that DB is feeling good. Um, I talked to him a few times today, probably more so on a Monday than I usually do because I had so many questions. DB does a lot. Okay, I don't, I don't, I don't know any of these things that he's doing, um, but he does a lot. And so I'm just trying to get it together for a show, and uh, we'll see how it goes. But uh, so anyway, prayers for DB. Uh, we'll see. Um, hopefully he doesn't die. I really don't want DB to die. I mean that would be. I mean I, for many reasons, um, sad reasons, but also reason other reasons. Um, uh, okay, so we are brought to you by the way by Fantasy National. Everybody loves Fantasy National. They saved my life when it comes. They didn't really save my life, but I mean, they, as far as research is concerned, they're really good. So go to fantasynational.com/tj. You know, you can sub weekly, monthly, annually, uh, and you get a, a discount. Okay, you get a twenty percent off discount if you go to fantasy fantasynational.com/tj. Sign up there. And look, I'm telling you, it is the best site ever when it comes to your research for whether it's gambling, uh, whether it's DFS, whatever it is, whatever it is, fantasynational.com does the job. Um, all right. So before we get into the course and some picks and some things like that, um, I got to talk about last week, Sam Burns won. Now, Sam Burns is a guy that I've bet on several times, and the one time I don't bet on him, he freaking wins. I didn't see it last week. I don't. I didn't see it. As a matter of fact, uh, sorry, DB, I get to throw you on, under the bus uh, when I'm running the show. I think he was your fave. Uh, so, 
for DB, uh, if you were following DB, sorry about that. Um, he faded the winner, which has happened to me multiple times. It happened with Patrick Cantlay a few times, and that might happen again tonight, by the way. A little foreshadowing for you. Um, but uh, so Sam Burns, it's a good win for Sam. He is a great player. I don't think this is going to be the first for him. Um, he just, he just kind of put the hammer down. Now, it's easy to put the hammer down when Keegan Bradley's chasing you because what happens when Keegan Bradley is chasing you and he's the only chaser, eventually Keegan Bradley is going to do what Keegan does. And that is, I hate to use the word Chuck, but that's basically kind of what happened. Okay. And uh, so I'm, I'm sorry for Keegan because I like Keegan, uh, but he did not win. And we had bets all over the place. We were all over the board, but we had it covered up. I think we had five guys in the top, like within a few shots of the lead to, tr to win, and they did not hit. So it's just kind of one of those weeks for us. Um, but uh, that happened. So congratulations to Sam Burns. Uh, by the way, I am drinking tonight. Uh, I'm sure that people are interested. Um, hmm. I am drinking uh, some Yingling. But you know what? They have, uh, by the way, Yingling, Sam. Producer Sam, where is Yingling from? Do you happen to know? Well, that's, that would be Pottsville, Pennsylvania, Pat, my hometown, where I am right now. Yes, yes. So I, I know you know that um, because every time I mention England, you tell me it's from your hometown. But uh, I'm drinking actually their Golden Pilsner tonight. Mm. Uh, it's good. It's good beer. That's a newer offering by the it's a newer England. offering, and it's and it's good. Uh, by the way, um, I think producer Sam is going to have to pull a lot of weight tonight. So I appreciate you. I'm going to go ahead and say that for, for everything you have to do for me, because I got a lot of ad reads. I got all kinds of stuff. Now don't let that turn you off. Okay. You're the killing it so far, Pat. You're as a matter it. of fact, as a matter of fact, don't let me saying the ad reads are going to turn you off because it's actually going to be, that's going to be a good part. That's going to be funny probably, or it's just, you know, you're going to laugh because I mess it up or whatever. So, Stick around for the ad reads, actually. Um, they're they're going to be interesting. Um, let's talk about the Nut Hut winner this week. It was uh, N. Jacobson. So N-J-A-C-O-B-S-N on uh, DraftKings. Uh, he won the Nut Hut Listener League. He had a total, a monster total, by the way, 559 points. He had Homa in his lineup. He had Keegan in his lineup. And, of course, he had your winner. Sam Burns. So obviously he didn't listen to DB. Good on him. And uh, put him in his Nut Hut uh, listener league lineup. So, by the way, if you're not a member of the Nut Hut, so many good things that you get out of there. I think this week we're going to have a lot of uh, caddy information. We got a lot of caddy on, caddies on the grounds there. I want to see how these, these uh, greens are putting uh, and just what the course looks like in general. And uh, so we're going to get into the course here uh, in just a second. But before I talk about the course, um, let me talk about this. Okay, I, 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 this is my show tonight, so I'm just going to do what I want to do. I'm not going to talk about golf here for a second. We had baseball pictures for my, my son's baseball team tonight. and There is nothing worse in this world than school pictures or team pictures, especially when you're a coach and you got to get all these kids together and you're doing all this stuff. Um, and, but I will say this, one of the best moments, really the best pictures I've ever taken came in a team, uh, picture atmosphere and, and producer Sam, you could probably bring this picture up, uh, for the folks that are, that are watching. Uh, this is a, this is a great, okay, there it is. This is how you take a team picture. Okay. You have a serious look. You got some, um, you know, like mobster looking sunglasses on, 
and you do not smile. Okay, so if you're doing team picks, this is what you do, uh, and this is how you take a picture. So if uh, if you're just listening, I'm sorry. I'll we'll, we'll pay, probably post it on Twitter, or maybe you've seen it before, or you just go check it out on YouTube. But look, this, I, I hate pictures in general. Taking pictures sucks. Okay, I just don't like it. I don't like it. I want to get pictures done as quickly as I possibly can. So I had that tonight in baseball. That threw me off. And then DB gets the Rona. That also throws me off. So all these things are just crashing down on me. Um, but I don't care. I don't care. I'll tell you what's not crashing down. i tell you what's shooting to the moon. Okay? And that is the tour. We made this announcement last week, by the way. We've got an NFT coming. All right, I explained what an NFT was last week in very high detail. Like, I mean, like from a, I mean, you know, very detailed high level. Okay. But look, this thing launches on May 6th. Uh, let me bring up my phone because that's where I have these notes. And that's, I don't know. That's what I got to say. Um, so look, you go to tourjunkies.com slash NFT. Check out the facts. This thing is going to be awesome. Okay. This thing is incredible. I think we got a little preview picture of it. Um, but the auction goes live this Thursday at 4 p.m. Yeah, there's the preview. Look at me waving. Look at waving at Golby. Such a sweet little Golby. Um, so it's going to last 48 hours. You got to go to OpenSea.io, though, to check this thing out and, uh, and to do your bidding. And make sure you have some Ethereum. If you don't know what Ethereum is, that is crypto, okay? If you don't have crypto yet, look into it, okay? Don't think of crypto as just some crazy harebrained scheme right now. I mean, crypto is actual stuff now, okay? Don't get left behind. So even if you, like, first off, yeah, Ethereum did hit an all-time, thank you, Producer Sam, it hit an all-time high price today. I have some myself. I'm not trying to endorse you buying anything, uh, but I will say this, to get this NFT, you need some Ethereum. So you got to go go ahead and set up whatever account you want to use, set up your wallet to buy some Ethereum. And so look, if you happen to not win the bid, which I know you're going to bid a ton for this NFT, for the Tour Junkies NFT called Par Infinity, by the way, uh, if you aren't going to bid on it, or maybe you do bid on it, but you don't happen to win, maybe your Ethereum is going to go up anyway. Okay, so it's like a win-win. So I think you go ahead, set up your wallet, get you some Ethereum, and then uh, bid on this NFT that goes live on Thursday at 4 p.m. Tourjunkies.com slash NFT is where you'll get all the information on that. Um, I would, uh, I want it. I want it. I don't, I don't know if I can bid on it, but I, I want it. I think it's going to be pretty, well, I know it's pretty sweet. I was a part of doing it. Um, and Sam is bringing up the other one we have. And that one is also a special edition. That one's not going on uh, on on the auction though this week. Uh, it's part of Pat's Army, which is a really cool one. And it's got like I, it was, it's ridiculous. It has me uh, in a um, Roman um, soldier type outfit, and it's pretty cool. And we all know Pat's Army is the best army out there. I mean, it's it's outside of the you know of uh, real armies. Uh, um, so anyway, make sure you go into Open Sea. O-P-E-N-S-E-A dot I-O and go ahead and get that account set up as well so that you can bid on the NFT. It's a fan. It's great. I don't think any other podcast like ours is doing a freaking NFT, okay? Um, so you want to be the first to get that. Um, all right. 
Sam, did I hit all those? Did I hit, every, hit everything that had to do with the NFT? I feel like I did. Yeah, I think you covered it. We can break it down. Um, all right, let's get into the course this week. Now, this is where I actually do come in. This is weird. I, I like For one, I can't drink as much as I normally do while I'm doing this whole thing because there's too much things there's too many things to think about with like you know ads and you know actually following a script and stuff like that like I can't I can't do like I normally do um anyway let's get into the course so we are at Quail Hollow this week fantastic course Quail Hollow is in Charlotte North Carolina it is uh, a par 71 playing just over 7,500 yards. You'll remember when they, uh, when they had the PGA Championship here in 2017, they did a, a little bit of an update to it, and not, ne- not necessarily a remodel, but Tom Fazio came in and, uh, and, and did, uh, made some changes here and moved it from a par 72 to a par 71. Uh, a great field this week, fantastic field as usual. Uh, on a very difficult course uh, that's a great test of golf. And it's a fun course to watch also. Just a lot of fantastic holes out here. The course is always in absolutely pristine condition, and it will be this year. Uh, The greens are uh, champion Bermuda grass greens, but they are overseeded with POA. And I think that POA will be a little bit more prevalent uh, than you might have seen recently in Florida, because obviously we get a little bit cooler weather still in Charlotte up in North Carolina. So I don't think the Bermuda is popping out quite as much. Um, but yeah, per- Bermuda grass, tee to green, you've got an overseeded rye as far as the fairways and rough is concerned. Usually they get the rough uh, fairly thick. It's not that penal, um, but it is, um, it's something to pay attention to. I do think you got to keep the ball in the fairway here. But look, distance is certainly a huge advantage on this course. We got a lot of long par fours, okay? And the par fives are extremely important. If you look at the winners here, traditionally, par five scoring is a big deal here. The guys that, that win here absolutely and do well here, not just win, just slay the par fives, okay? And then they pick up a few birdies here and there, especially on those par fours that are long. If they can get birdies there, they're really um, they're really have given themselves a good chance to uh, you know take advantage of the field. So I think that par five scoring is something you're going to want to look at this week. These greens aren't really that uh, you know aren't that large, so I do think uh, your approach game, your greens and regulation are are important as well. Um, yeah, a little side note here. I always like course history. I always like uh, recent form. If you are looking at course history, though, make sure whatever your, whatever site you're looking at, okay. Um, hopefully, it's Fantasy National. Um, that you're you're paying attention to the fact that the PGA Championship was here in 2017, but the Wells Fargo was at Eagle Point in uh, in Wilmington, North Carolina. So it was a different course. That was a year Brian Harmon won. So Brian Harmon did not win on this course. Okay, he wanted a different course. So that's something I think you want to pay attention to and just make note of. Uh, when you're looking back at course history, that is in 2017. So as far as the stats, though, for me, always looking at form, looking at course history, strokes gained off the tee is uh, is something I like. Also, good drives gained, which is a proprietary stat uh, to Fantasy National. I think that's one that you want to look at as well. And then ball striking and strokes gained approach and certainly par five scoring. Our past champions here, no event last year with COVID. 
So Max Homa is your defending champion. He was at 15 under in 2019. You had Jason Day in 2018 at 12 under. I mentioned Brian Harmon on a different course in 2017. So who won in 2017 when they played in the PGA Championship? That was Justin Thomas, JT, won at, um, what was he at? Eight under, by the way, at, P- at the PGA Championship in 2017. James Hahn in 2016. James Hahn. He was coming in off of uh, maybe, I think, a, non, uh, a non-tournament miscut streak, and he came in and won that year. And then he had Rory McIlroy, who has just dominated this course. Uh, he won in 2015 uh, at 21 under. Um, a couple of interesting things here to note. We have seen like um, uh, you got to put that graphic up real quick, though, Sam, because I got to talk off of this a little bit. Um, put, it, put it back up. Okay. So now we have seen some guys break through and get their first wins here at this tournament. Max Homa being your most recent one in 2019. He he went off at 500 to one that year. Okay. Uh, also, Derek Ernst back in 2013 got his first win here, and uh, I don't know what happened to him since then. Uh, but he was also 500 to one. And then when James Hahn, that wasn't his first win, but when he won in 2016, he was 500 to one. So we do get some long shots and some guys that um, you know, uh, you know, aren't necessarily your you know your studs that are always winning on tour kind of break through this week. Um, so I think that's something just to take note of. Uh, thanks for putting that up, Sam. And uh, so that is the course breakdown. I'm sure I missed something. I'm sure like DB is going to go on social media and tell everybody all the things that I missed. As a matter of fact, he's probably going to go on social media. He's on social media right now critiquing me, I bet. Um, but who knows? Um, okay, so... Let's get in. By the way, before we get into the uh, my picks, uh, let's talk about Fujikara golf. Fujikara is a golf shaft. Okay, all right. Um, shafts are very important in life in general, but they're really important in golf. Okay, so if you want to upgrade your shaft, you need to be looking at Fujikara. Okay, I mean when you're like, like so we're talking about betting the best players on tour every week, trying to win some money. Okay. It's, pretty, it's a pretty safe bet that a lot of the guys that you really like and you want to bet on are playing a Fujikara shaft in their bag. Okay, It is the most played uh, shaft on the PGA Tour this season. The Ventus is the number one shaft model on the PGA Tour. Yes, the Ventus is the number one shaft on tour. Um, hang on. Soak that in for a minute. Anyway, it's won on all three tours, the PGA, the LPGA, and the Champions Tour. And it's even won on the European Tour. Okay, so look, the shaft is everywhere. That shaft is so far up everything in the world that you need. That's why you need a Fujikara shaft. I mean, you got players like Dustin Johnson, Rory McIlroy, Jordan Spieth, Adam Scott, Sergio Garcia. All those guys are playing the Fujikara shaft. So you got to check it out. It's available in all different kinds of models. You can you look at, you know, stiff flex, stiff flex. That's a good flex. You know, you got regular flex, you know, whatever, you know, you got uh so look, this is again, I can't stress how how much a shaft is important as far as uh your golf game. And um so check out the Venta shaft and Fujikara shafts in general. Uh, go to Fujikara.com. That is F-U-J-I-K-U-R-A golf.com. Or check them out on Instagram at Fuji, 
Fujikara Goth at F U G J I K U R A Goth. I tell you what, when I was told that DB had the Rona, uh, first I was thinking, I said a prayer for him. I did that first. And uh, thankfully he's okay so far. And and then it went to, okay, I think I might have to do this show by myself, which concerned me a little bit, okay? I mean, I wasn't quite as concerned as DB's health, but I was concerned. Then I immediately, like DB says, okay, well, we got some ad reads. So then I was really concerned. I was really concerned because the ad reads just aren't my thing. Um, but anyway, thank you to uh, Fujikara for the ad. All right, let's get into the picks this week. And um, great read, Pat. Ah, appreciate that, producer Sam. Um, all right, let's let's talk about some picks. So let's get into the nine K range here. And um, I'm sure there's another ad read that I got to give, and it, it will come. Don't worry, but it's not coming right after the Fujikara. I got to give them their due. And then we'll talk about some other things. Um, anyway, 9K range. Um, fantastic range, by the way, here uh, in the 9K range. Um, you, you got a lot of great players here. Uh, going all the way from JT as your highest price guy at 11.3 and Max Homa. Uh, so two champs here. Uh, Max Homa is at 9,000 uh, and a lot of great players in this field, as I mentioned. So uh, I'm going to start with my three GPP plays, my fade, and then DB actually sent me some plays. He texted me. I just realized this. He texted me uh, some plays. So I'll give you those. Um, he said, he said, guys, I like. I was surprised you didn't say guys I kind of like. Uh, because he says that some. I say that too, I think. But a lot of us say that. Uh, guys you kind of like. Um, well, these are guys, in, for me, that I really like. And I'm going to start at the top, or near the top, with John Rahm at 10-8. I like John Rahm a lot this week. You know, he's coming off of uh, that whole baby thing. Okay? And look, here's the thing. Rahm pretty, I mean, he had to play in the Masters. Okay? He had to play in the Masters, all right? There, I mean, even though he had just had the baby and all that kind of stuff, it's the freaking Masters you're going to play. Um, but he hasn't played since then. But I guarantee you his ass is ready to be back on the course again, okay? It's been a few weeks since he's had that baby. Uh, I don't know about you guys, but after my first, uh, I probably would have been ready. I, was, I think I was ready to get back to work within like five or six days. Like, it, it did not take me that long to be ready to get back to work. And John Rahm, I am very positive, is ready to get back to work this week. Um, and I think he makes a lot of sense here at 10-8. Uh, you look at his driving distance. He's got plenty of distance, 21st in the field. He's top 10 in approach, ball striking, and strokes gained off the tee. Also 12th in par 5 scoring, 14th in that green good drives gained stat that I mentioned, and second in the field in greens and regulation. So pretty much across the board, John Rahm makes a whole lot of sense here. Uh, I, I think this is a great course fit for him. Um, so as far as GPP plays, I will be all over John Rahm. Now, the last time he did play here was 2017. Not on this course, but he did finish fourth. Um, but still, I think uh, this guy is just, just 
extremely ready to play. So I will take him at 10-8. And then I'm going to drop down, and I'm going to play uh, Tony Finau. I'm playing Tony Finau at 9,500. I mentioned uh, earlier that we've had some guys kind of break through with wins here, uh, like Max Homa, Derek Ernst. Ricky Fowler got his first uh, you know, real big, significant win here. Actually, his first win, I think. Um, now, Tony Finau has won before. I know that. But Puerto Rico is hard to really count as a win. A fine country. I love Puerto Rico. A good tournament. But it's, it's a half win. It's not, a, it's not a full win. But maybe he can get a full win. Whatever, Sam. I, I don't, I mean, what? It's, it's not a country. It's part, yeah, it's, it's, it's whatever, Sam. Okay, like, I'm doing a show here by myself, okay? All right, Sam? Puerto Rico is what it is. What do they call it? If it's not a country. It's like a territory, maybe? It's territory. a territory? It's a territory. Yeah, territory. I was trying to think of it. You, were, go, you weren't popping in territory. there. You weren't popping in there quick enough. I think of it like a great country. Um, but yeah. anyway, um, so we're, we're half counting Puerto Rico's uh, tournament there. But anyway, I do like Tony Finau this week. I think it's a great course for him. Obviously, he's always been very long off the tee. Checks the box in approach, ball striking. He's top 10 in the field in par 5 scoring. Uh, so I think he's got a great chance to win here and break through. Um, and maybe his ownership will be a little bit lower. I mean, he's got a lot of great players around him uh, and in this range. Um, so I think if you can get Tony Finau at a, uh, at a pretty decent – I don't care really what the ownership is. I just like him this week. So I'm going to play Tony Finau. Uh, and then right there beneath him mm, – excuse me. That, uh, that yingling got to me there real quick. Will Zalatoris, I don't care how chalky or whatever Willie Zalatoris is, this guy is a fantastic player. This is another great course fit for him. He wants to win. That's all he cares about on tour right now. He needs to win, all right? And I think he's going to do it. Uh, and it may not be this week, but I love him. Uh, you look at plenty of distance, third in the field in approach, 12th in ball striking, sixth in par five scoring. Um, He's 26 in good drives gained. I think Zalatoris makes a whole lot of sense. I don't care if he's chalky or what. I do not care. I will play him this week. Uh, went to Wake Forest, so um, he's not from North Carolina. I think he's from Texas, but still, um, you know, has a lot of experience playing in the area. I would not be surprised if he's got a lot of rounds here at Quail Hollow also, or at least a few, and has seen the course before. So I like some Willie Z also at 9,400. Now, this is an interesting fade because every time I fade this guy, he plays really, really good. So you can look at this two ways. Like, I could actually be right about this, or you can play him, and I'm extremely wrong, and you end up on the good end of this. That doesn't really help you all that much, but still, Patrick Cantlay is going to be the fit fade at 9,600. So here we go again. I'm going to fade him. Terrible track record here. Um, with uh, three straight miscuts, he's well, sorry. Um, three three miscuts here. Is that right? No, sorry. Three straight miscuts lately. Not here. I don't even know when I've seen him here. Maybe at the PGA Championship. Maybe he missed that in 2017 because he hadn't played here maybe ever. Um, 
But look, the guy's been driving it extremely poorly off the tee. I don't like that. His approach has not been that much better. When you look at his last few rounds, he has lost strokes gained approach uh, in several tournaments recently, and the putter's been very cold. So I don't really see many reasons to play, play uh, Patrick Cantlay this week. Um, so, sorry, he is going to be the, uh, the fade of the week. Um, before we get into this 8K range, I got to talk about something. Let me get some beer. Damn, I mean, it is so hard to just get a, a sip of beer when you're trying to do everything. I do everything around here. I do everything. Mm. You know, DB talks about how much he does. Not tonight. I'm doing everything. Um, I got to talk about something that is um, not necessarily near and dear to my heart. Um, maybe to my wife's heart, but that is a good lawn. Okay? If you have some good grass... It's going to make you feel good, okay? It's going to make you feel good um, on the inside and the outside, okay? And it's going to make your wife feel good if you, like, if you have good grass, okay? So if you got good grass, um, like everything flows from there, okay? Um, and especially now, as we're kind of coming out of spring and into the summer months, you want your grass to look, like, look good, okay? So Sunday Lawn Care, all right, Sunday Lawn Care, is a, a fantastic company when it comes to getting your lawn looking green, like Lush's Quail Hollow, okay? Uh, and it's more than just a lawn care product, okay? It's a custom lawn care plan uh, with a variety of ways to help you grow a beautiful lawn, control weeds, and remove pests. Nobody likes pests. I, I can't stand pests. Um, and weeds. I hate... The worst thing in the world is weeds. Like, I can remember, like, when I was growing up and my, my parents were like, all right, why don't you go uh, pull some weeds? I, I mean, I, I, never wanted to, I never wanted to pull weeds. Um, anyway, uh, but look, Sunday Lawn Care, they take all the guesswork out of, uh, you know, having a good lawn. You know, everybody wonders, like, what chemicals do I put in here? What fertilizers do I need to put in here? Like, I mean, it's, it's kind of confusing, okay? But if you go to Sunday Lawn Care, I mean, they, they can do everything for you. I mean, look. You go to Sunday.com, you put in your home address, and then and, and they it's like magic. And they they come up with this whole plan for you to analyze your lawn and do all these things just to uh, just to make sure it's taken care of. They do it all for you. Okay. So uh it's a it's a fantastic site. Um they got all kinds of things. I got this, I got the stuff. It's great. They even have um and all you do, by the way, is just hook it to it. You got a hose and a, and, a, and a spray thing, and you can you can use this stuff. And they give you, they even gave me this little, like, handy um, weed thing. I don't know. I'm just, like, using my hands, pumping back and forth. But whatever that thing is, they give you that. So it's, it's, uh, it's pretty cool. Um, so there are some things that, uh, they do some great things. Um, there's something called a call to action that I'm supposed to read here. And uh, so anyway, let Sunday take the guesswork out of growing a greener, more beautiful lawn this spring. Visit GetSunday.com slash Tour Junkies to get $20 off your custom lawn plan at checkout. 
Okay, that's $20 off your custom plan at get, GetSunday.com slash Tour Junkies. You're going to have a great lawn. Your wife's going to love you. You're going to be feeling great because you got good grass. We love good grass. Uh, I like good grass. Um, anyway, um, so moving on. Two ad reads. Done. Done. Yes. I hope I don't need those again. Was that printed front and back? Okay, no, I'm good. All right, so those are done. All right, uh, Sunday lawn, great stuff. All right, let's get in the 8K range. Um, 8K range, fantastic. Well, I don't know. I don't know if I really like this range, but I got a few picks here. Um, so you got Abraham Answer at the top at 8,900, then Tommy Fleetwood at 8,000. And right in the middle, Keegan Bradley coming off of uh, a good tournament there. But I'm going to start with Abe, Abe Answer at 8,900. I like him a lot this week. This guy has just really been trending, and, and his game is just just shaping up, okay? He's in tip-top shape. Now, he did miss a cut the first time he played here in 2018. I do not care one bit. I love some Abraham Answer. You look at uh, – now, he's not – He's a guy that isn't like that long off the tee, but top 20 in strokes gain approach. Ball striking, top 10. 13th off the tee, third in good drives gained, and also 15th in greens and regulation. I just like where he's trending lately, okay? I mean, you look at his last few events. We saw him finish uh, fifth last week, uh, had that solo fifth, had a top 20 at the Heritage, T26 at the Masters, T23. God, sometimes it's just so hard to talk. So hard to talk. T twenty three at the Valero Texas Open. So I love the way his game is trending. He was actually my personal one and done last week, and you know did did pretty good with that fifth place finish. Um, so I like Abraham Answer at eighty nine hundred. Now my next pick. Nobody ever wants to play this guy, and I understand why. I understand why, but I don't care. It's my show tonight. I don't care what DB thinks. That reminds me, I need to give DB's place, and I'll do that after this. Um, I'm going with Bubba Watson at 8,300. All right, Bubba has been in some pretty good form recently. Had a T26 at the Masters, which he typically plays well there. Um, But then last week had a T13. uh, a, A guy that is just, I think this is a good course for him, okay? Um, obviously has plenty of length, checks the box and approach, ball striking off the tee. Um, I, I just think Bubba should be able to take advantage of these par fives. And I think that um, he's certainly going to be low owned in this ca- in this section, in the 8K range, because nobody ever really likes to take Bubba. They just don't, okay? Um, but I'm going to play him. I'm going to play him. And before I get to my fade, Let me talk about some of DB's plays. Uh, let's look at this. All right, so in the 9K range, DB's favorite guys that he kind of liked were uh, JT. Okay. Victor Hovland. I like that play. And he was also with me on Zalatoris. He was also on Zalatoris in the 9K range. Now, his two 8K plays, I'll go ahead and get those out of the way are uh, Keegan Bradley, 
He's back on Keegan this week and Cameron Tringali. I like Cameron Tringali. I don't mind Bradley. I don't mind Bradley. The guy's been uh, playing really good, and um, he's been solid. So why not? Um, Okay. The fade for me in this range is Brian Harmon at 8,700. Okay. Now look. You may look back and see that he won the Wells Fargo in 2017. Well, I told you earlier it was not on this course. I just think this course is a little bit too big of a course for Brian Harmon, okay? He's not very long off the tee. Uh, he does have a decent history here. Now, out, throw out the, the win at Eagle Point. Uh, he was T25 in, uh, or T24 in 2019. Barely... Um, well, I mean, I don't know if he barely made the cut, but he finished near the bottom at 74th in 2018, T35 in 2016, and then missed the cut in 2015. Um, he's been in decent form, but I just, I just don't, I, I can't, I can't play Brian Harmon here at 8,700 in this field. He's 120th in the field in driving distance. He is 97th in strokes gained approach. Um, 133rd in greens and regulation. Uh, there, there's just, there's not a whole lot to like about Brian Hartman, okay? And especially if he ends up being a little bit chalky. I don't know if he will be, but I'm not playing him at 8,700. I'm totally out on that for Brian Harmon. Um, so there you go. Um, okay. 7K range. Let's get into that. Let's get into the 7K range. Um, Okay. If you hear a pause, if you're listening on the, the, you probably know this, but if you're listening and not watching, it's because I'm drinking when there's a pause. That's what happens. Um, let's do a let's do a producer Sam check in. Producer Sam, how am I doing so far? But I mean, by, I'm by myself. Is this yeah. going okay? Is this going oh, okay? I, I, yeah, man, I'd give you a ten. Okay. Well, I don't know if I, I get a 10, but are like, are people well, I, dropping you know, off left and right? I would say you've exceeded all of our expectations already. No, oh, there's, there's been some exceeding of expectations. Well, there's plenty of show left for me to disappoint. Don't worry about that. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, I just yeah, I wanted think, to I do think a, you're, I think you're doing great. Okay. I just wanted to do a mid show kind of check in there. Uh, kind of a buddy check. Uh, always got to do a buddy check. You know, when you're, uh, you know, with friends and uh, you don't have your parents around, uh, mm -hmm. a, a buddy check is good to do a buddy check uh, and make sure that uh, everybody's doing OK. So let's go into the 7K range here. And uh, this is a good range, uh, as it always is. It's always a good range. I, I like it. There are a lot of good plays in here that I like. Um, and I'm going to start at the uh, OK, here we go. We got it up here on the screen. and. Um, so Russell Henley and Stuart Sink are your two highest priced guys here at 7,900. Lonto Griffin's at 7,400. And then we go even cheaper than that because we have to scroll down. And we don't have enough screen here to show all these players because there's so many. And there always are. Okay, Mackenzie Hughes at 7,000 is your cheapest guy in this range. But starting at the top, I'm going back to Stuart Sink. I mean... Stuart Sink is having just an incredible season. It's 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 been unreal, and there's not a whole uh, there's not many reasons to stop playing him. 
He is 26 in this field over the last 24 rounds in driving distance. Stuart Sink somehow found the fountain. He found the fountain of youth. And he's just, I don't know where it is. I wish he would tell us. Um, but his son's on the bag now and everything's just going fantastic. And I don't see how it would stop. Um, he's fifth in the field in approach, 22nd in ball striking. Uh, it's just, you know, you look at what he's done recently and the way, the way he's played. Uh, I don't see how you can get off some Stewart sink. I, I just don't see it. Um, now the history isn't fantastic here. If you look at the last, uh, sort of four or five years, he did finish T20 here in 2015. But look, it's a different Stuart Sink if you're looking at history. It's a, it's a different a different guy. Um, so I like him at 7,900. Also, Harold Varner III at 7,600. I like him as well. Now, he is a local guy, lives in Charlotte in the area. I think he would be, um, you know, a definite crowd favorite if he won. Um, he's got kind of mixed history here, did finish top 25 in 2016, but has a couple miscuts, uh, as well. One of those miscuts was at Eagle point. Um, but Harold Varner is a, um, you know, a great course fit here. Uh, you look at the stats, um, again for him. I mean, he is, um, he's pretty long off the tee, 35th in the field, checks the box and ball striking. Also, strokes gained off the tee. Uh, he's top 10 in the field in greens and regulation. So, a little HV3 in there at 7,600. I think he makes a lot of sense. Uh, and, and his form hasn't been um, all that terrible lately. I mean, you look at, uh, let's see. Um, he had a second-place finish at the Heritage, top 20 at the Honda Classic. Uh, did miss a cut at the Valero Texas Open. But I think that... Um, HV3 is, uh, you know, being that crowd favorite, but also just a good course fit here. Uh, makes a lot of sense. And then Matthew Naismith at 7,300. I also like him as well. A guy that played in uh, just below North Carolina, because if you're, uh, if you know geography, South Carolina is below North Carolina. And uh, that is where Matthew Naismith played. So a lot of people like to talk about geography when it comes to their picks. Um, and, uh, sometimes it matters if they live, if they lived or they played college in a state that was adjacent to the state where the tournament is, I think maybe, maybe that makes a whole lot of sense. Maybe that means they're uh, used to playing in the area, I don't but I still like Naismith anyway. I mean, you look at his stats, uh, he's made his last four cuts. He's got, um, a T21 at the Valspar, a, uh, just last week. T48 at the Heritage, T34 at Valero, T36 at the Honda Classic. So very good uh, finishes for a guy at 7,300. And then if you look at the stats as well, I mean, a guy, he's another one that is uh, very long off the tee. Um, he is um, also checks a box, top 20 in the field in stroke skin approach and ball striking. Also 12th in the field in par five scoring, which was the stat that I mentioned is one of my favorites. and one that a lot of guys that have uh, fared extremely well here on this course have done, uh, have been able to do, and that is uh, do extremely well on these uh, par fives. Uh, so I think Matthew Naismith makes a whole lot of sense there at 7,300. Now, the fade, I don't, I don't understand this. I've got another Georgia Bulldog as a fade 
again. Um, and that is Russell Henley at the very top here at 7,900. Now I don't, I don't really mind the price, but I, I, like Harmon, I think this is just kind of a, like, it's just too big of a course for Henley. And, you know, he is checking the box and approach and ball striking and all that kind of stuff and blah, 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 blah. But he's not very long off the tee. He's not very good on par five scoring. Um, I just think Henley is, I would, I would rather just play different guys around here. I, and maybe Henley might be a little bit chalky. I don't know. Um, there could be some other guys in this 7K range that are much chalkier. Um, but I just don't want any, any part of Russell Henley at 7,900. So he will be my fade this week. Now, let's talk about DB7K, guys. Let me pull up the text here uh, and get a sip of this uh, nice brew from Sam's hometown. So DB's guys in the 7K range are Matt Wallace. I like Matt Wallace. I might actually mention him when we talk about some bets here in a little bit. Lonto Griffin and Aaron Wise. Also like Aaron Wise. I might mention him later in the uh, betting portion. Uh, they are all in that 7K range. So those are his that he likes. And he also mentions like five guys in the 6K range, which is good because I only have two written down. So we'll we'll look at that. Um, so there you go. That is the 7K range. Um, all right. Um, well, let's move on to the 6K range. Wow, this is moving on quite nicely. Um, I don't have a fancy 6K graphic for you. We're graphic free in 6K. That's okay. That, why would you do that? It, there's a, it's a lot of names. It's a lot of dudes. A lot of names and just a lot of work. I'm going to pour oh. beer here. I'm going to pour another beer. Are you having the same I... again or are you changing it up? No, I'm saying I'm going to keep it the same. You have wondered that, by the way, and maybe we could get some comments in the YouTube. I mean, really, this isn't that much to comment about, but like, you know, how, like they say, like when you're drinking, I do this all the time. I mean, I do that. This is this is something you should never do. And I still do it when you're drinking. Um, but like if you switch from like beer to wine or wine to liquor or whatever, like if like you do like I can I can do the trifecta in, in one day or night i mean i I can go beer liquor wine usually that would be the rotation um but i wonder like if you change beers like if you go from like i'm drinking the yingling to then like a, a more heavier beer or something like that like is that gonna make you feel worse or i mean i'm not talking about the amount you're drinking i'm just talking about like like changing up the beers is that worse or do you need to kind of keep it consistent um you know kind of like if, if you're just because you don't want to like switch things up a lot. I do that all the time. Do it all the time. You shouldn't do it. There's this, these sayings that I try to remember, but I always get them backwards. So it's like beer before wine, feeling fine. Or, uh, you know, beer before liquor, never sicker or stuff like that. Like I, I can't ever get them straight. So in my mind, I'm trying to like, like I try to justify it when I'm drinking. I'm like, okay. All right, so uh, beer before wine, feeling fine. Okay, I'm going to be feeling fine, but that that's not really what happens. Um, Pat, you've been offered a $50 donation to Shotgun a Beer. Mm. $50 to a I don't, charity of your choice. I'm not a very good shotgunner, and I, I, got, I got a show here to run professionally. 
Okay. So I'm not going to do that right now. I appreciate the offer, um, but I'm not going to do that right now. Okay. I'm the host of the Tour Junkies podcast. I got to keep it together. Thank you, though, for the offer. I'm sorry if I let anybody down. I just don't feel like chugging right now. Okay. Oh, yeah. Liquor before beer, never fear. That was another one. I, that was another one. I think that one actually holds true. I think that one's one that actually works. Um, I think that one's one that actually works. I could chug a beer out of a can. Maybe I'll do it at the end of the show. We'll see. We'll see how this goes. Okay. Um, anyway. Sam, where were we? 6K range? Okay, yes. We 6K, are in the 6, 6K range, and I'm going to start. I'll give my two picks that I really like, and then I'm just going to stop, and then I'm going to I'll talk about DB's picks. So um, I will start at 67. Actually, both these guys are at 6,700. Uh, one is – sorry. Uh, one is Tom Lewis at 6,700. I like him. Long off the tee. Great on approach, great ball striker. I think he makes a lot of sense here. Now, obviously, um, he's a guy that we haven't seen a whole lot of as far as uh, you know winning potential. But down here in that sixty-seven hundred range, I, I think he, you know, I think he can uh, give you a lot of upside here. Um, you look at the fact that he has also made his last. Well, I'm looking at five. It may even be more than that. But his last five straight cuts, uh, T48 at the Vilespar, T25 at the Heritage, T54 at Valero, T56 at Corrales, T36 at the Honda. So the guy has been, uh, he's been a cut-making machine, which is what you want when you're choosing a 6K guy. So at 6,700, I think Tom Lewis makes a whole lot of sense. Another guy now that is very spotty when it comes to making cuts, but he also has a lot of upside, and that's Sam Ryder. He is at 6,700. He's missed his last two cuts, but before that, had a T2 at Corrales. He was T8 at the Honda Classic. Um, by the way, we also know that missing cuts leading up to this event doesn't necessarily mean all that much James Hahn. Okay, James Hahn, eight or nine missed cuts before he won here. So I don't think it means all that much that you're making a lot of cuts, but I do like form in general but anyway i like sam Ryder. he also you know you look at the stats for him i mean he's he is uh he's up there he's 23rd in the field in approach 28th in ball striking 23rd in par 5 scoring top 20 in good drives gained uh so i like sam Ryder there at 6700 i think he makes a lot of sense i will play him now let's talk about db's plays okay these are not mine these are db's that he kind of likes it's kind of like the Pat's betting card. By the way, if you're not checking out my betting card, okay, the not that anyone cares betting card that you should care about comes out on Wednesday night, usually on Twitter, things like that. Uh, it's been it's been pretty hot all year long. I had it covered up last week, and I didn't get I didn't have Burns. I had Keegan. Um, I had Answer. I had uh, Neiman who kind of fell off a little bit and someone else that was up there. So check that out. Also, DB's betting card as well that comes up on the website. Um, totally lost my train of thought on why I even mentioned that. But anyway, um, DB's guys here. Adam Schink, he likes him. He likes Ryder also. Okay, good. Some agreement there. Henrik Norlander, uh, of course. Why would he not say him? 
he always does. Roger Sloan, I'm not with him on that one. Uh, Akshay, Akshay Batia, he likes him as well. And then Gordon in the 6K range. Will Gordon, who I like to call Taco Supreme, because he looks really good. But then when you eat him like a taco, or you take him, not eat, you don't eat him, but when you take him, uh, it could be really bad on the other end, okay, at the end of the term. Um, okay. All right, couple sips of beer. We doing okay, Sam? Oh, absolutely, dude. I believe we're uh, ready for betting picks. Are you ready for some picks? Are you ready I'm for ready. some picks, Sam? I'm ready, man. Whole bag of picks. Mm. All right, before we get into those picks, though, Sam. Oh. Oh, what? Ew. I had some lighting issues there. Did you notice that? Yeah, you got much brighter there. You're you're much shinier now. Yeah, something happened. I can't control that, though. I cannot control that. You can't that. do can't everything, do. you know. You can't There's do nothing everything. I can do about that when I'm trying to run a show here. Uh, but before we get into the betting picks, now, this was my favorite ad that I wanted to talk about tonight uh, because there's some, they have some good stuff, and that is Southern Tide. If you are not wearing Southern Tide, I, I don't know where you are, okay? It's a coastal brand. They got a ton of different clothing. I'm talking your golf polos, your shorts, your pants, all that kind of stuff. And as we get into the summer, their stuff is just so comfortable. I mean, their polos are fantastic for golf. I should have worn it tonight. I didn't wear it. I've got several of theirs, and I've, I've had it long before they approached us um, uh, to, do some, to do some work for them. Uh, but it's fantastic stuff. You know, their stuff includes you – know, they, they got that performance technology. All right, when you got performance technology, you got cooling technology, you got moisture wicking. Okay, you got you got uh, rapid drying. Okay, these are all things that are a part of their line of clothing and in their polos. And look, rapid drying is important too, because you want like if, if you get wet, you want to you want to dry quickly, especially if you're on the golf course. And um, I mean, these things like you can just like you know you don't have to like iron them. In. I hate ironing. Sam, do you like ironing? No, I don't do that. Does anybody do iron anymore? Or do they just, do they steam? Like, do, if you have to iron, I will throw a steamer on there. But I still think steamer is a little bit of a racket because I don't think they really work that great. Mm-hmm. But um, I don't, I cannot stand ironing. It's terrible. But anyway, you don't have to iron with this stuff. It's great stuff. Um, anyway, um, so the cooling technology that Southern Tide utilizes is scientifically proven to instantly and perma- permanently keep you cooler, which is perfect for the golf course. I can attest to this. It is fantastic stuff. Very comfortable. Uh, Southern Tide is the official apparel sponsor of the RBC Heritage, where we just played at Hilton Head a few weeks ago. Um, so if you use the code Tour Junkies, or excuse me, Tour Junkie 20, that's important to know. There's not an S there, apparently. Tour Junkie 20, and you get 20% off your purchase at southerntide.com. Listen to me. This stuff is good clothing. Southern Tide is good clothing. Go to southerntide.com. Order some polos, some shorts, whatever else. Tour Junkie 20. Throw that in there when you're checking out. 
and you will get 20% off. Now, let's move on. Sorry. Okay, David must be watching the show. And he did mention that they did change the code to Tour Junkies with an S. So Tour Junkies 20, and you get your 20% off at southerntide.com. See, thank you for DB. Even on his deathbed, he chimes in. He's not on his deathbed. I'm kidding. He's not on his deathbed. And I'm not trying to make light of his situation. I mean, he's he's uh he's got the runa. And uh but he's feeling good enough at least to help his buddy out, to help Pat out and uh, remind me that it is Tour Junkies 20 to get your 20% off. Southern Tide. I really like Southern Tide stuff. It's really good. Um, okay, let's talk about some bets here. And um, I'll run through this pretty quick. I'm sure y'all are tired of me. You, you are, you are, uh, okay, that was not a, Shut up about the cringy ad read, okay? I mentioned on the first. All right, I'm not. I'm not going to pay attention to DV anymore. This is this is bad. This is what happens when I pay attention to DV. Um, of course he's going to say things are bad, okay? Um, anyway, um, let's start with Rory McIlroy. Okay, now I've seen Rory at eighteen to one, nineteen to one. I think I'm going to play that. All right, I know Rory has been terrible lately, but I do think the pressure is off this week. It's not like the pressure that he puts on himself for the Masters um, and maybe some other tournaments, like, like the players where he play well. Also, I think this is a number that you can get behind. Now, that's another thing I would like comments on in the YouTube comments. What is the highest number you think Rory could get to? If like, let's just say he continues to play bad. Like, where do you think he could get to? Because I don't think it's going to be like Ricky Fowler levels, which is like 50, 60 to one right now, uh, even as a past champion. I don't think it's going to be that level. But where do you think Rory could get to? Okay, if you don't, um, if you think that he's going to continue on this trajectory, I do not believe that. As a matter of fact, I think he can turn it around this week, which is why I like that 19-to-1 number. And it's probably about as long as uh, we've seen him in a while. So I'm just going to go ahead and start now. I'm going to go ahead and start on Rory at 19-to-1. If I'm early, fine. Still going to play him. He has absolutely killed this course. And so I will play him at 19-to-1. One of my favorite plays, though, here at 28-to-1 is Tony Finau. I absolutely love Tony Finau at that number. The guy's going to win, okay? He's going to win eventually. It's going to happen, and I'm going to continue to take him. You can call me stupid, whatever. I don't care. I'm playing Tony Finau at 28 to 1. I talked about him on the DFS show. Still going to do it, okay? Uh, or I'm, I'm continuing that. As, as one, I lost my train of thought there. Yeah, continuing with Tony Finau. Um, yeah, of all the things of this show... The show's going along just fine, and then DB has to change. Like he has to chime in, and then it throws me off. Okay, and he's just helping. He's just helping. But then he has to say, "Oh, well, the wife says this that you are off the rails and all this kind of stuff." And it's like, "Okay, well, thanks a lot. I thought I was doing well." Off the rails. Yeah, producer Sam gave me a gave me a ten when we did our buddy check oh, yeah. in the middle. 
big props for Pat. I mean, golly, nobody ever, no, nobody in that that side of the family, because I consider them family. Can they? They just, they just don't. They 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 love me. Believe me, they love me. But sometimes they have a hard time showing it. Uh, anyway, um, all right, let's go on. So Max Homa, I like him at forty to one. Also like Max Homa at forty to one. Defending champion here. And look, he's playing better now than he was when he won. So why would you not bet him at 40 to 1? Okay? All right. And he was like less than 20 to 1 last week, I think. Now it was, a, it was not as great of a field. Um, but still, um, it was, uh, I think that, uh, I think Max Home at 40 to 1 is a fantastic number. I think it's a great number for him. And I'm going to play him again. I don't care if, you know, people sometimes don't like to play the defending champ. But look, um, I mean, it was two years ago. Okay. Um, and he, he, uh, so there's a chat coming up here. And so I've got to try to, okay. Uh, just trying to, trying to keep it together, trying to keep it together. Let's get a sip of beer. That, that always helps me. Um, Max Homa, 40 to one. All right. Also like Cameron Tringali at 40 to one, uh, Sorry, Homo was 70 to 1 last week. I don't know what I was thinking. He was shorter. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Shut up, DB. Stop texting me. Golly. Block D. I'm blocking DB. I'm figuring out. A, I can't do that now, but I'm going to block him in my mind. I'm going to try to block him in my mind. Stop texting me, okay? I'm doing the show. I'm doing the show. You are at home sick with the Rona. Do sick things, okay? Go, go. By the way, here's DB's sick thing that he did. He's been watching Game of Thrones. DB has apparently discovered, all of a sudden, he has discovered Game of Thrones, I don't know, 20 years after it. Not 20 years, just kidding. But he's, he's discovered Game of Thrones. He's the last person in the world that discovered what Game of Thrones is, and so now he's watching. So go back, do that. Go, go bend that, DB, and let me do the show. Um, anyway, Cameron Tringali. 40 to 1. I like him as well. I think that's a good number. Look, Tringali's just been solid all year. But if you really like Tringali, you know who you, you really should bet? Keegan Bradley. It's 70 to 1. Again, just go with Keegan. Go with Keegan again. If you want to bet Tringali at 40 to 1, which I like, you got to bet Keegan at 70 to 1. Okay. This is a guy playing just as good as Tringali is. Just had a chance to win last week. You're getting a, in, in, you know, and an inc- a great number again. I mean, it's not even that different. I got 70 to one on Keegan last week. I think it was 80 to one on some books and you're getting them again at 70 to one. Okay. I think you pound that. I like that also. Um, another guy at 70 to one that I like Matt Wallace, who DB also mentioned, uh, when I read his picks out for the DFS show, he liked Matt Wallace also at 70 to one. I think that's a good number. Um, and then um, a couple long shots that I like. Matthew Naismith, I mentioned him on the DFS show. He is at 125 to 1, has a great game for this course. Um, and so I think, uh, I think he's a good, that's a good number there. And then a longer shot guy, Aaron Wise, is at 175 to 1. I love him. I love him there at 175 to 1. Now, 
Chalk Bomb Ben, and maybe DB, I don't know if he said this or not. Early in the year, we said that we thought Aaron Wise was going to get a victory this year. Now, he's almost had one. You know, I think the Honda Classic, he had a chance, uh, but didn't win there. But I think this could be another week where you see a, a long shot like Wise do well. He's got a good game for this course, and he's also 14-1 to 1 for a top-10 finish. So I think that's uh, something that I think is, uh, you know, something. if you don't want to bet him to win, then maybe look at that 14-1 to 1 as far as the top 10 is concerned. Um, so there you go. Uh, I think that's it. I don't really, I don't really have anything else as far as bets are concerned. Uh, DB and I did, by the way, do the DraftKings after dark show pretty quickly. Uh, so if you want to see what DB looks like with the Rona, you can go check that show out later on, uh, when it comes out. Um, I feel like talking more. I don't know why. Maybe it's beer. Uh, did I miss anything, Sam? I feel like I missed them. No, we covered all the DFS. We covered bets. You can take a question if you want. If we got any questions in the chat, I'll, t- I'll take a few minutes here to, to, to answer something. But um, DB would probably hate that. Probably. He'd be like, just finish the damn show. <laughs> um, but I'm kind of enjoying this right now, you know, with my beer and everything. But uh, what we've got going on this week, by the way, uh, typical week, we'll have um, DB. I, I don't know what all he's going to put out because he has the Rona. Um, but we may get his card. If we, if we don't get his card in written format, maybe he'll tweet it out. I think he can do that. I think he can tweet with the Rona. Um, I think uh, I know I'll have the fantasy golf sommelier out tomorrow night. By the way, the fantasy golf sommelier killed it last week. Okay, it killed it. All right. If anything, giving you the Chris Kirk fade last week, which a lot of you were just absolutely just so mad at Chris Kirk for missing the cut. Well, guess what? Yours truly. Had him as my fade of the week in the Fantasy Golf Sommelier video, which comes out on Wednesday morning. I record it tomorrow night. Uh, so, And I talked about snake wine last week. I mean, snake wine. Can you imagine some snake wine? I mean, what do you got to do to... First off, what do you got to do to drink some snake wine? Like, you, first off, before you get to the snake wine, you've had a lot of other stuff before that okay you've drank some liquor you've drank some you've been all over the place and then you decided okay i'm gonna have some snake wine and then when you drink snake wine in the back of your mind are you sitting there saying could i die when i drink this like is there some venom in this i mean you don't know i mean snake wine is is crazy i've never had it but it just is crazy and i I brought it up last week because we were at the copperhead course for the valspar uh, but they do that stuff in Korea, I think. Not Korea, maybe Vietnam. Somewhere over there, they do some snake wine, and I've heard it's it's uh, interesting. And they put a snake in, in jars and stuff, and they let it ferment into some wine and liquid, and then you drink it, and you don't die somehow. So I don't know. But that's something that's interesting uh, that I talked about last week on the Fantasy Golf Somalia. So that's how I got to the snake wine was the Fantasy Golf Somalia. So we talk about wine on there, and we try to give you some good knowledge and then some fun stuff that we like to talk about. Um, but the picks were good, and I gave you the Chris Kirk fade, which you should have listened to me. But, you know, sometimes you, don't, you shouldn't listen. 
sometimes. I don't know how you decide when, when or if or why you should listen to me, but sometimes you should listen to me. And uh, last week was one of them with the Chris Kirk fade. Um, so DB said he is going to put out the betting card this week. Um, we'll have the Fantasy Golf Somalia. I think we're pretty sure we'll have a chalk bomb. I'll put in my pontificate thoughts, which a lot of people tell me is the best part of the chalk bomb. I, I don't know. That's just me. I think it's a good part. Um, I always like pontificate thoughts, by the way. If you want to reach out and give me some pontificate thoughts, I may throw it in there um, because I can't come up with all these, okay? I mean, it's like I, I think of some weird stuff all the time and weird things that I do um, and weird things that I think about, but it's, you know, I've done this for a while, so, like, there's only so many weird things in my in my brain. Well, there's not, there's, probably, there's a lot of weird things in my brain, but, I mean, only, a, like, and then it gets dwindled down by some of the stuff that I can actually talk about uh, in an email that goes out to lots of people. Um, anyway, all right, so I'm just talking to talk now. I don't need to talk anymore. Y'all are done with me. I hope you enjoyed the show. Um, DB should be back next week. Um, I think he's uh, doing well. He's on the mend. We'll be happy to have him back. I enjoy doing this show with you and being with you, just me. Uh, I feel like we established a good relationship this week. Um, I'm feeling close to every one of you. Um, and I hope you come back next week and listen. Look, if this is the first time you've ever listened to the Tour Junkie show, it's a lot different than this, <laughs> typically. Uh, but tonight's just a weird night. I did it solo. And uh, I appreciate everybody checking us out. Uh, go to tourjunkies.com. I don't even know why I just said that. Just go check out the site. Go check out the podcast anywhere where you listen to your favorite podcast. And uh, producer Sam, thank you for your help tonight. You are fantastic. Uh, the star, back, great the show. star of the show. The star of the show, if you ask me. All and, you uh, Let's all give props to Pat in the comments on this video. After yes. It on YouTube. Yes. Well, I don't necessarily need the props. I just need uh, you to at least say, hey, Pat. Um, decent job. Decent hey, Pat. Job. Hey, Pat. Decent yeah, job. Hey, decent thank job. You. Thank you, Sam. Um, all right, that's all I got. I will see everyone next week. We're getting closer, by the way, to the PGA Championship at Kiowa Island, just down the road from me. Uh, so we're just a few weeks away from that. Um, so may your screens be green. Good luck this week. DB will say, see ya. And I say, out.